Today, we're speaking with one of the Serious Seller Podcast's favorite all-time guests. He's an e-commerce superstar and former professional magician who's going to be sharing with us a magic product research strategy that is so cutting edge, I've never even heard of anything like it. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. Now, guys, when I first made this podcast, I had told you my goal was not to have the same person on twice in one like year. So uh, I didn't want to have, I wanted to have the biggest variety of guests. So now, finally, we've actually been around for a year. We, we just hit our one year anniversary. And so now we're cycling back to some of our best guests from 2019. And the very first person to be on the rotation here twice on the episode is none other than Tomer from Israel. Tomer, how's it going? Very good, Valley. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks. Welcome back to the show. Even to date, still have one of the best reviewed podcasts for, for any of you guys who haven't heard that podcast. We're going to be talking about something completely different today, but but it's still very relevant to things that Tomer was talking about, listing optimization and keyword research. So make sure to check that out. That was one of the first episodes we did. I believe it was like a episode three or four. So guys, if you haven't checked that out, go to helium10.com forward slash podcast, type in Tomer, T-O-M-E-R, and then you'll see his very first podcast. Still great information, but but today we're going to talk about something different. But before we get into that, let's just catch people up for we have now up to 50,000 listeners a month. So I'm sure there's plenty who didn't hear that first episode. They might not know, you know, much about you. So real quick, you actually were a magician in a previous life, right, Tomer? All uh, right. Yeah, I was a magician, professional magician for over 10 years. Um, yeah, that's what I did. And I, I felt comfortable on the stage. And when I got the opportunity in like Amazon events and stuff, I just started speaking. So us doing many events and we get to meet up as well, uh, different events. So that's great. Yeah. About your background selling on Amazon. How long have you been selling on Amazon now? Yeah. So I started in 2015. My first product went live. I'm running right now multiple brands. I'm doing consulting for uh, six, seven, eight-figure sellers, and also have my own um, event uh, that I do as well for experienced sellers called uh, Top Dog Summit. So, uh, yeah, staying busy, uh, but also running my own business with a team in the Philippines, and it's going really, really great. Um, now, yeah. how many brands do you personally have? Just, just yourself, you know, not the ones that you you partner with people or, or, yeah, or, or no. consult so on. I used to have uh, partners, investors in different brands, and I uh, ditched everyone pretty much. And now I have just four brands of my own, and that's it. Um, and and so, what was your 2019 sales like? Yeah, so this is the only thing I never discuss, which is my numbers. Ah. Um, I really think that um, what I try to do whenever I speak on a podcast or a lecture or whatever, I always try to give as much value as I can because when you ask someone their numbers, I mean, they can, <laughs> I can give you any number. Or You, you can uh, make but, a, it magically appear some, some yeah, fancy number probably. I can just tell you this, that my bank account is always empty because we keep scaling this business. Um, and I think this is a very cash flow type business in general. So I think like everyone's bank accounts are empty. 
pretty much. Now, is that um, something that that you you have like a plan for? Like, is that how always you want to run it until you're a certain age, or like, hey, I'm gonna do it like this for three, four years, and no, then start not, building up? It, it's not really. I'm, I'm kidding. I mean, it's not like the bank account is empty, but um, no. But, but are, I mean, I'm assuming you invest, growing. you reinvest most of what you make, right, into scaling. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we keep reinvesting everything into uh, more products or invest in like other things. And I also, the consulting I do also helps obviously with the cash flow for the business and the event and everything. So yeah, right now I'm just focusing on growth. I'm not focusing on selling any of the brands or anything like that, at least not at this moment of time, but yeah. Okay, cool. Now, in the previous episode that everybody's going to go back and listen to, because I told them to, we talked about some of your, your great keyword research. I mean, you, you and I were the ones who, especially you more than me, but were the ones who finally pushed boy on our former CTO, who now is our COO into, yeah. into that integration in Cerebro for the multi-ASIN and different things in Helium 10 actually come from the, the great brain of this individual we have on the line with us here today. So I wanted to talk to you about something else you do in a unique way, because again, so many people are always worried like, oh, if everybody's doing something the same way, you know, like, aren't we all going to come out with the same things and the same keywords, the same products, et cetera. And you yeah. have a very, very unique way of keyword research. But from what I hear around the water cooler is that you also have a very unique way of doing product research. And this part, I haven't really heard from you before. So I'm going to learn this along with all of our listeners today. Yeah, so product research, I believe, I mean, we never talked about this actually, Bradley, but I believe this is the number one most important thing when it comes to selling on Amazon. The reason being that you can do everything wrong. You can have a bad listing, you can have uh, not even getting indexed, not running PPC correctly or whatever it is. But if you chose the right product, a lot of times you will still get sales and sometimes a lot of sales. And I saw this happening a lot in many different accounts that I looked at. But if you chose the wrong product and did everything else right, you have beautiful images, you know how to do PPC, manage your inventory, um, do keyword research, you do everything correctly, but you still don't sell anything because you went into a saturated product or a product without any demand. Um, so you won't sell anything. So that's why I believe, I mean, everyone thinks product research is basic because that's what you learn in different courses and things like that. But no one talks about Product research, once you are established, once you have a few products, once you have a product line, how do you expand that product line correctly? How do you really scale this business and make it big? Um, and once you are big, once you have revenue, once you have cash, which product should you go for? I mean, those products, once you have cash, are very different than the product you went to, you went for when you started. Um, so, yeah, it's a very, it's the most important topic, I believe, when it comes to selling on Amazon. Now, this, this strategy that we're going to talk about today, is it something that just you kind of develop by trial and error over time or something that you're just barely doing in the last few months or you've been doing for a couple of years or what's the origin of, of how you came across this strategy? Yeah, so this strategy is something that I've been uh, preaching for the past, I would say, three years. Uh, I spoke about it at very small, intimate events, not like really... Um, I don't think I spoke about it at any big of the big events I've spoken in um, because I kind of keep it to myself and also to the people I, I consult and things like that. And they're all, like almost all of them are using this method because it makes sense. It makes more sense. And when I look at like an x-ray screenshot from Helium 10, I can almost immediately say this is a good product or a bad product to go for, which most of the time you can't really do. Um, so, yeah. 
this is what we use now. Okay. So where, where does it start? Like, what do we start? Do we start on Amazon? Do we start off Amazon? Do we start in where? Yeah. Everything I do is in Amazon. I don't look outside. I, I, I know you, you and uh, Tim, Tim Jordan is a good friend. And I know both of you like, like to look outside and kind of mm-hmm. get a feel on what's going on and what's going to, what's going to work and things like that. For me, like that's going to be a big risk. I don't really want to risk um, yeah. anything. And uh, I want to go uh, into a launch and into a new product, knowing what I'm going into and knowing what to expect in terms of revenue and sales and profit and, and everything together. So let me first start with, with the theory, basically, of what this okay. is and why this first makes sense before I give you like numbers on what to look at and the uh, criteria I'm looking for, because the criteria, each person on the podcast probably has a criteria in his mind, maybe from a course he did, things like uh, BSR ranges, price ranges, uh, it needs to wait, like the product needs to uh, be very light or something like that, average unit sold on the first page, or even like uh, numbers of reviews, like if someone has over a thousand reviews, you never go into that product, or different criteria like that that um, everyone has, like from courses they learned or from things they came up um, on their own. So all of the criteria, as I just mentioned, I don't look at any of those, Okay. So again, I have my own criteria, which I will share on the podcast, but it's different than what everyone else is doing. But before I go into that, I just want to give the theory behind this. So I call this launch and scale. So basically, when you think about product research, you need to think about the end. You need to have your end goal in mind. Like, are you aiming to do $10,000 a month with this product in sales or 20 or 50 or what is going to happen with time and how long is it going to take you to get there? And are you happy with that? I mean, we have a list of products that we want to launch and we prioritize them in different ways, which if we'll have time, we can also discuss. But launch and scale basically means I need to see that I can launch this product relatively easy, easily. So if I get 10, 20, 50 reviews, As soon as I get there, I know I will have organic sales. And once um, I do get there, with the organic sales, I'm going to get reviews and I'm going to grow the product. And after a while, hopefully I can scale this product. So this is like the basic theory behind this. So you want to uh, make sure there is room to get in with 10, 20, 30 reviews, get organic sales, and then those organic sales will push you with, when I say organic, that means organic and we piece it together. That pushes your, uh, you will start getting your reviews organically and everything. And then you will scale uh, once you have more reviews, once you have some more history, optimize your PPC, things like that. And then you can really scale this product. Um, I hope that <laughs> that makes sense. First yeah, of all. absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So a lot of the times, I mean, when you look at the product and you say, okay, this has like a thousand reviews, I'm not going to go into that product. I don't really like um, looking at it that way. So let me explain what what I look for. So let's start with the launch. So we have launch and scale. So I want to see that as soon as I get the product into Amazon, I can get to $2,000 in revenue. I know that sounds very low. $2,000 in revenue as soon as I have 10, 20, 30, 50 reviews. Okay? So the way I know that that will happen is if I see competitors on the first page, or it doesn't matter on, on whichever page it is, because um, I don't know if I put the main keyword in Amazon, and maybe it's a product with a lot of different keywords. 
So what I do in X-Ray, let's say I type in yoga mat right now. I type in yoga mat and I click like open the next page as well, like extract next page. It shows me like, let's say four or five pages and I arrange everything by revenue. Never arrange by BSR or something like that because you don't really care about the number of sales. You only care about revenue. Um, at the end of the day, that's the important thing. So I arrange it by revenue and I see how many sellers, how many products are doing over $2,000 a month have and have less than 100 reviews. And then I want to make sure that they're not in their launch phase, that they're done launching the product. So I make sure all of them are also over 100 days. So to see they're over 100 days, this is not in X-ray. So I have to open the listing. I need to look at the extension inside the listing and then see that they're actually over 100 days on Amazon. So if I have a few of those, two, three, four of those, then I know that once I launch this product, if I would launch it today, I know that it's going to work out probably as long as I bring hopefully a better product, have a better listing, have like everything better than everyone else, which is what we discussed about kind of in the last podcast I did with you. So as long as I can have everything better than everyone else, and I know everyone is improving the product and, and like, um, you know, you want to stand out from everyone else. So hopefully I could launch this product easily. If I can't find anyone with uh, our like minimum is a hundred reviews, like maximum, sorry, maximum is a hundred reviews. If I can't find anyone with less than a hundred reviews, doing over 2k a month and everyone is doing let's say all those that are doing over 2k a month have like over 100 reviews for me that's like a saturated market so that basically means i need to get at least 100 reviews to start selling anything organically um is this part clear hopefully yeah so actually um do you know about that secondary success score that we have as an option in x-ray now no I don't know. Okay, what so is. so what we do, you know, you know, there used to be the success score there, which still is there. But if you go into the Chrome extension and then you hit the settings, and then you change to the two-factor success score, and then basically what that is doing is it's taking a list or it's taking the top ten products, and then you put in two things: you put in the max number of re- or, or average number of reviews, and then the average revenue yeah, but, minimum but revenue. The is, but the thing is uh-huh. that it's two different sets of products. The launch is one set of products and the scale okay. is a different set of products. Because look, if you go to the gym right now, okay, and you see someone who just signed up for his first day for the gym on one yes. side, then you see this uh, huge guy like with yeah. like a lot of muscles and abs and everything on the other side. You can't compare yourself to that guy if this is your first day in the gym, right? This is yes, not especially me. compare yourself to that guy. If you are established, if you have a few hundred reviews and everything, then you, yeah, you can compare yourself to that guy. But you're like the guy who's like first day in the gym right now. And that's like the only guy you can compare yourself to. It's not really a fair comparison to see how much you can lift uh, compared to the other guy, because it's not really comparing yourself to the, <laughs> to the person who is in the same situations you're in. So I okay. want to look at those that launched three, four, six months ago, doesn't matter when exactly, but are similar to me in terms of um, the number of reviews, basically, and obviously similar price, similar product, everything. And if they are getting sales with just a few reviews organically, then I know I can get there pretty quickly, probably. Um, okay, so well. then you don't, like, if somebody else, like, if there's a couple of people on the page, or even half, or, or any number, you tell me, that, that have 500, 1,000 reviews, 
that does not necessarily disqualify the niche for you. You're uh, just uh, as hand, long. It's on the other hand, because look, if this is like a big, a big market, okay, they grew their business and that just means the market is bigger now. So if you can get one, 2% out of their sales, you will grow as well. So this is kind of like, again, I just want you to right now zoom in on the launch product. So as long as those okay. are there, that means you can get to 2K, 3K, whatever, rel- relatively quickly, right? Now, the, um, the scale part is the interesting part because my goal with the product is not to do 2K, right, a month. My goal is to do hopefully a lot more. So yep. the next, the next uh, set of products, so I'm looking for, my method is to look for at least two. At least two that are less than 100 views over 100 days and are doing over 2K a month. And also I make sure those are if sold by FBA. I don't want to compare myself to AMZ or Merchant or anything like that sold by Amazon or by Merchant or anything because that is not comparing apples to apples, right? That is not a really fair comparison. I want to see some that are doing the same model as I'm doing. Uh, I don't mind having them on the first page. They don't bother me. If I see them, that's okay. I just want to see um, those that I look for, basically. So as long as I see those, then I can look for the scale, okay, the other products. So my, let's say in this case, let's say the goal is to get to $10,000 a month. Okay, let's say that's my goal. So I need to look for two more products, uh, two additional products that are doing over 10K a month, have less than 350 reviews, and are also over 100 days and sold by FBA. So if this happens, if I see like two more, two additional products that are over $10,000 a month, have less than 350 reviews, and I, you know, I can estimate how long it's going to take me to get to 350 reviews. You can use, uh, look at the review velocity in X-ray. You can kind of estimate how long it's going to take you to get there with this product. And if you are happy with that, then... This means that you can launch this product, get to 2K, start getting organic reviews, and then scale up to over, hopefully over 10K a month. Um, and the difference between this method and any other method that I ever saw is I'm not looking for reasons to disqualify the product. I'm looking for reasons why I should go after this product. So as long as I find my four products, you can say, so two in the scale and two, two in the uh, launch and two in the scale, that means this is a good product. Now, there is one thing we, um, we like look for, which is, is the market saturated? So if I see like products on the first page, let's say that have like a thousand reviews and they're doing like 4.5 star rating, but they're doing like $3,000 a month and they have a beautiful listing and everything. If I see a few of those like that, then I know, yeah, this is saturated. doesn't matter what I find um, outside of that. Um, one of the reasons I gave in a recent uh, lecture I did was with a yoga ball. So I show a yoga ball and I show that it fits the criteria, but then I show how I know that it's saturated. So basically what you want to do is you want to analyze x-ray on a deep level. So you just mark each one um, on the first page and you say, does this make sense that it's making this much money with this amount of reviews, with this review rating, with this price? And if you can kind of answer that question, then it makes sense. If someone, for example, drops to four stars or 3.5 star rating and they drop in sales, that makes sense for me as well. But if they have a very high star rating, a beautiful listing, a lot of reviews and they're not making any money, then that triggers like a red light. And I know, yeah, this is probably saturated by now. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. I'm, I'm digging this now. I think we're on the same page now. 
totally get you. Okay, so the, what I mentioned right now, 2K, 10K, that's what I call it. So $2,000 in launch and then $10,000 in scale. I mean, that's okay for someone who is um, doing less than 100K a month. So someone who is, I wouldn't say starting out, I mean, even if you're doing 50K a month now, you are a pretty established seller, but you probably can take huge risks in launching, like investing 30, 50K in a product launch. You can't really afford uh, for that not to work out. Um, so those sellers that are doing less than, let's say, 80K a month or 100K a month, this is what I recommend them to do, to go after 2K, 10K products, um, which we call them basically low-hanging fruit products. So hopefully you can um, kind of launch them quickly and then scale them up. Now, for advanced sellers, for people who are doing over a million a year, over the 100K a month um, uh, point, what I recommend is um, looking for... Again, two sets of products for launch and scale, but those are going to be different. So uh, in this case, the uh, scale is over 50K a month. Because when you think about product research, product launch in general, any product, take product A or product B, they are both exactly the same in terms of creating the listing, images, bullet points, titles, running PPC, inventory management. Everything is the same for product A and product B. The only two differences are Time to market, how much uh, it's going to take you to develop, improve everything in the product. But let's say that's the same. So the only difference really is how much you invest. How much does it take to actually launch that product? So I prefer to launch 10, 12, 15 products a year, but that are going to generate 50K a month instead of investing a lot more effort, a lot more resources into launching 40 or 50 products that are going to generate me 10K a month. Um, so we are looking for bigger fish now for much more, um, um, I would say difficult products or competitive products or things like that, but scale them up with enough, like the market is deep enough to launch them and hopefully get to that 50 K mark. Okay. And, um, if no one is doing 50 K a month, let's say on the first page, then I like, if you think about that, just probably not really possible. I mean, it's not. The, there is a pie. There is a pie that with uh, buyers and let's say the first page is 3,000 sales or whatever. So you know this is the pie. 3,000 sales in a month for this product. How much of that pie can you, what kind of bite can you get from that pie? So um, if no one is doing 50K, then I just move on. I Again, I look for those at least two products that do you know, 50K a month have less than 1,000 reviews. So... I hope this is clear. I know it's a lot of numbers. Yeah, this, is, this, this is super. Clear. This is super interesting. Uh, I love it. You know, I, I thought I've heard every kind of product research strategy, but this is interesting because it's more like on the kind of the, the validation side. Now, now, just taking it a step back, are you first putting things into into like black box to try and at least give yeah. you find some of these uh, kind of yeah keywords yeah. and products? So, okay. So in the black box, the the easiest way to do this because if you look for the um, launch uh, product, it's going to be very easy to find a lot of them, over 2K, less than 100 views, and a lot of them are just launching. So what we do is we look for the scale products. So let's say you want to look for 10K products, what you need to do in X-Ray is simply put over 10K a month and less than 350 reviews, and then mark the categories that you're selling or your brand or whatever. Um, and people are saying Amazon is saturated. You can't find any products, but you can find a lot of products this way. You will see a lot of low-hanging fruit products that can generate 10K um, pretty easily. So 
Um, and then if you want to do the 50K, you do the same thing. So, sorry, so the process is you put over 10K a month less than 350 views and click search. And then you just, uh, I like to arrange it by revenue, like in X-Ray. So I see the highest revenue first. And then uh, just like one thing about X-Ray that I don't know if everyone knows, actually. So X-Ray um, gives you 10 pages. And if there are more than 10 pages, you won't see the other products. So what I like to do is I like to keep filtering until I get like nine or eight pages, because then I know these are uh, all we're talking about products. black box, not X-Ray, black right? Box. Right, yeah. right? Black box, sorry. So if I keep filtering down, then I know these are all the products if I get eight yes. or nine pages. Uh, that's music to my ears. To my, that, that's what I've been trying <laughs> to teach people. And everybody, hey, there's not enough. I'm like, that's a, and we did that on purpose because it's an indicator that, that you might be missing something. So you need to filter, you need to narrow down your search and then you right. know you're not missing anything and you're, and you're not going to be skipping over things and allows you to segment it. So music to my ears, guys, we did not plan that. Uh, he said that without, uh, without me paying him, that is great. Tomer, please continue. Yeah, I'll I love tell it. You later. Fine. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So if you're looking for, let's say over 10 K a month, 300, less than 350 views and you see 10 pages in your category, or let's say in speak categories, you can either narrow down like to one category and look one by one, or you can just change the 350 reviews to 50 reviews or 100 reviews and see how many pages come up in black box. Oh, one more thing you want to filter is only FBA products because you only look for FBA products in this uh, model, I will say for product research. So once you see a good product, so you skim through the products and once you see a good product, uh, a product that you don't know about or might be a good fit, you click on it and don't start going down reading in reviews. Don't do any of that. All you want to do is copy the main keyword for that product and you want to be as specific as possible. When I say the main keyword, it's not a huge deal because you are going to extract some more pages. You are going to click X on those that are irrelevant or very different price points or very different products. But what I like to do is I like to look for typing a keyword which I believe the first page, the entire first page is going to be the exact same product. And that's usually like not the first like two or three words. It's usually like the first phrase of that product. Um, so that's what we usually do. But it's, again, it's not like a big deal. It's not, it doesn't really matter because when people like consult or ask me how many products do I need to see like on the first page or whatever, how many products do I need to see? I, I tell them you need to see everything. You need to see every single product um, that like around this product that you are researching because you need to see the entire market. You need to understand the market and to make sure there is room to go into that market while making sure it's not saturated, like I mentioned. So once we type that keyword in the search, again, I don't scroll down. You can just skim through to make sure that the images, yeah, it looks the same, everything is okay. You click on X-ray and then you extract a few pages and arrange by revenue and then you do that next uh like the next phase which is the first thing i mentioned uh which is the research to go line by line and say yeah this is over 2k this is has less than 100 views this is blah 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 and then once you have those four or five ten products whatever that fit my criteria basically you want to open all of those listings and make sure all of them are over 100 days um on amazon that's the process i hope that's clear yes absolutely um, so after you um, also validate the product, this, is, this does not mean you're launching that product. It's very important to understand a lot, of, a lot of the times like people are, let's say, doing product research and they look for a product. They say, oh, this, this might be okay. Then they go to Alibaba and check prices and whatever. 
Don't do that. You need to understand there is a process from the time you research until the time that you launch the product. So what we do is we first validate the product in the method I just mentioned. So we make sure that everything is okay in terms of uh, room to go into that market. If I go in right now, let's say there is enough profit to be made. Okay, let's say that's the case. And I decide to go into that market, that's fine. Um, but then what you want to do is you want to check suppliers. You can check Alibaba. We have some sourcing engines to work with and everything. You want to check with everyone, and then you want to make sure you have enough profit. Now, people are talking about ROI and margins and things like that. I will just say that um, we are probably, <laughs> this can be an entire different podcast, but uh, we look at this a bit differently. But let's say for the sake of this, we look for at least 100% ROI. So if I invested um, $5 landed in Amazon, I want to get $10 back from Amazon. So if I bought 1,000 units, sold everything, I want to be able to purchase another 2,000 units afterwards, okay? okay. Uh, this is not like, this is like the basic rule that we follow, but we have exceptions. Like if it's a very cheap product, we find products that are 200, 300% ROI. People think it's the, it's reversed, but usually cheap products. Uh, that's what happens. When I say cheap, that's like under ten dollars. Um, yeah. So those have like amazing ROI. And you okay. need to remember that also when you talk to suppliers, this does not mean you are launching that product. It's still a part of the research. All the samples that you have in your closet and you never launched are all part of your product research. So um, and that's very important. And just the, the product launch happens when you pay your supplier the deposit, the 30% or whatever you pay them, that's when you actually launch the product. That's the green light you give um, to yourself, to your team, to launch that product. And until that point, everything you do is research. And just before you pay your supplier, what I always recommend is go back to the research, go back to X-Ray, click again, make sure it's not saturated, look at all of the new sellers that are under 100 days, see what they're doing. Maybe they improve the product in ways you didn't think about. So from the moment you do the research until the moment you pay the supplier, that can be a two-month process, right? That can be even longer than that. And a lot of the times people are saying, oh, but they did all of this work. That, that work is just research. It doesn't mean you have to go for that product. So um, don't get confused with research and with actually going for the product. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is uh, just one method <laughs> um, that we use for um, launching products. Uh, we have time for one more. Sure. Let's do it. Now you're on a roll. Perfect. So the other method that um, I want to discuss is something that is um, very, very important. So if you use my method to launch a product, like to select a product, or you have your own methods or whatever, once you hit, once you get a good product and it starts selling and it's selling well. So let's say you launch a yoga mat, okay? Let's say it's, you're killing it and it's selling really well and everything is fine. And then you say, oh, I sold really well with a yoga mat. I'm going to launch a yoga ball next because I want to build a brand. That's what Amazon wants me to do. They want to build a brand and everything, and I can cross-sell between my customers and everything. Now, that's okay. Like, you can do that if you want to. Um, what I do, I mean, you can also do that at the same time, but what I like to do is something we call selling more of the same. So if a yoga mat for $10, let's say, I launched it and it works well, what I'm going to do next is I'm going to launch more colors, more sizes, more like a two-pack, three-pack, four-pack. For all of those things, I'm going to do a lot of research. 
okay, I'm going to do like a deep research analysis and everything to make sure those are actually uh, good ideas to launch. I'm going to check which competitors, what variations they have, what they're doing that is actually doing well. And then I'm going to launch more of the same products of, this, of the product that I just have. Because if you think about it, it's going to be the easiest launch ever because you know all the keywords from your PPC, from the research you did. It's going to be probably very simple photography because you know the product and you already did it once. It might be just graphic designing and Photoshopping everything um, to like change the colors or pack or whatever. Um, and I know a lot of people are doing this, but um, maybe they don't uh, think about this too much when they do it. So it's really important that um, you once you get a good product, once you get uh, going with a product, don't just go to the next product in line. First, do everything you can to really maximize the sales and revenue and everything out of that one product. Now, the question that comes next is, uh, should you launch the next one as a variation or a new listing? Yep. So what I always suggest is first look at the competitors, see what they're all doing. And usually that's what's working. Like if they all have like variations, then you should probably do the same. Um, just know that you can't really gain the system anymore with uh, variations like you could in the past. So when you have variations, you need the listing to be almost exactly the same, like except changing like the color or the size yeah, or yeah. the shape or whatever. But everything else needs to stay the same. We're not doing any like black hat tactics with that or anything like that. So we are staying legit. Um, but if the launch was very easy, if it was an easy launch for me, like I got 10, 20 reviews, it started selling, I had to order more stock because it was uh, well, selling too much and whatever, I would probably, most cases, I would launch the next product as a new listing. The reason I do that is uh, when you have separate listings, and this is not something everyone knows, apparently, uh, if you have separate listings, then you will appear in the organic search twice. And same with PPC ads, you can appear twice in the ads. Yep. So um, if you have variations, you will only appear once. Yes. So variations are great for competitive niches, uh, for, um, for specific categories as well. But um, if, and if the launch was difficult, if we needed to give a big push or if we needed to, give a, to bring a lot of inventory to get that product going in some way, then yeah, we are probably going to launch variations as much as possible um, and a product that does like 30k a month with like a single variation, if you had two, three variations, that can easily be a 50k a month product. And that's a lot of the times how we get to 50k a month by just launching a few variations, or just like let's say you launch a yoga mat for $10, maybe a yoga mat for $40 from a different material can work as well. And that's going to be from the same supplier you already work with and everything is fine. You can probably fill up containers with that same supplier and save a lot of money on shipping. And there's just only advantages to do this. Um, the only thing that you need to be aware of, like if you keep launching yoga mats and that's like your only, the only thing you actually sell, you are not really cross-selling on Amazon. You are just selling yoga mats. A person doesn't need more than one yoga mat. They're going to buy one product from you and that's it. So it is important to um, broaden your product catalog eventually uh, so we call it going deep and going wide. Going deep is basically launching more and more yoga mats, but going wide is launching yoga balls and then uh, yoga blocks or whatever it is that you sell. Uh, but you want to keep expanding your uh, product line eventually. But what, whenever you get a hit on something, then you want to go deep with that product and launch more of the same of that product. When you go deep, it doesn't need to fit that same criteria I just mentioned. 
when you go deep, like if you say, oh, this can add me another 5K a month to my bottom line, that's great. I mean, it's just up to you, but you need to know your numbers. You need to know what you expect to get and what uh, effort that's going to take from you. Launching another color or a two-pack or whatever, it's so easy to do. It's just one conversation with your supplier and it's done. So, yeah, go ahead. So when you are, are, are talking about, you know, you know, going deep and, and expanding out product lines and offering different options and things. Now, in all of these cases, do you suggest trying to build brand awareness and build a brand? Or are there cases where you could still expand out and you don't even have to worry about building email list and building Facebook audience and things like that? So I, I, I don't feel like saying uh, what Amazon wants us to do, but I look at everything they're doing um, to kind of understand what they want us to do. So if you look back, you can see Frequently Bought Together, right? That was like the first thing that came out with Amazon. So they want to do cross-selling. And then they gave you a brand registry. And then they gave you a brand registry 2.0 with a trademark. They gave you storefronts. They gave you ads for your brand registry uh, products. And they give you so many things like uh, Project Zero and transparency programs. And they give you so many things to your brand so they want you to build a brand. And when they say a brand, that means one customer that you sell multiple products to. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of Apple products. Okay. So basically I have an iPad, I have a MacBook, I have an iPhone, and basically I can buy all of um, Apple's products, right? But I'm not going to buy more than one laptop, right? I'm yeah, not going to yeah. buy more than one MacBook, but they did go deep with different MacBooks. They did go deep with different iPhones. They did go deep with like colors and sizes and shapes and whatever. So you do want to expand your product line, but at the same time, you want to go deep. And when you think about a brand, you think about the customer, not selling yoga mats. Yoga mats is not a brand. Yoga mats is a factory. So when you, when you, when you sell a brand, then you sell to someone, okay? You sell to a person who's going to buy all of your products. That's a brand. If you sell a yoga mat for kids and then a yoga mat for men and a yoga mat for women, that's, again, not a brand. A brand is a specific person you sell to eventually. That can be people that do yoga. That can be um, people with a healthy lifestyle. Then you can sell supplements to those people. And then yoga mats and then different things. But you still sell um, to someone. So, okay. And I think, again, I, I really believe that's what Amazon wants us to do. Uh, because they understand how people shop. So you, they want you to appear in the flicking butt together with your products. And a lot of the times you see that you sell product A and you sell 10 units a day of that product. But when you launch product B, which um, complements that product A, all of a sudden product A jumps to 15 sales a day or 20 sales a day because of the cross-selling between those two products. And again, I believe and I see that over and over again, Amazon pushes people, pushes like buyers shoppers to do that they push them to buy more products from you if it's converting if it's working if they actually want those products from you yeah okay sense so now we're going to get into your 30 second tip that was our that was your 30 minute tip but we have a section of the show that we call the 30 second tip but before we do that a couple things we're going to play a search volume game really quick that i do with the the listeners or the listeners and and the guests but i wanted to talk about your your upcoming conference now can you tell everybody why, and this is important too, why Bradley Sutton is not invited and cannot attend this conference that you have coming up? Yeah. Is it because you're a mean person? 
that's the reason number one um <laughs> yeah so yeah tell dog summit so um i've been to a lot of events uh, um these past uh, few years this is going to be the fourth the fourth time i'm, I'm doing the top dog summit um and all those events i kind of um see the same thing i mean some some events are better than others obviously and i i, I like all those events um in some way and i especially like the networking in those events but a lot of times uh, it feels, especially for bigger sellers, they are sick of those events already. Uh, they don't want to hear someone pitch things on stage or listen to a sponsor or being pitched all the time and upsold and things like that. So I, after going to a lot of events, uh, the first like year and a half I've been in Amazon, I decided that the event I want to go to doesn't exist. And I want to do an event, I want to go to an event that I can just sit down and everyone in the room is just selling on Amazon. No one's going to pitch me anything. No one's going to sell me anything. And I can be very open. So in Top Dog, we have a lot of people that share their brands and, and products and everything. So this this event is, um, is usual. It's like a lot different than any other event. It's mainly networking. We have only a handful of speakers. It's a full three-day event. It's going to be in uh, Sofia, Bulgaria this year. Uh, to make it accessible to anyone traveling internationally from the U.S. Or we have uh, a few coming from Israel and from all over Europe and things like that. So we did it three times in a row in Israel. This time it's going to be in Bulgaria. So as you know, brother, I have a lot of friends in the industry from different uh, software, events, things like that. None of them are invited. Um, but they, I, I believe all of them respect um, this, kind of. So... Um, yeah, this event is real different. So if you are just selling on Amazon or doing seven figures or more, then you are welcome to check topdogsummit.com uh, or message me on Facebook and we can chat about it. Uh, you can also go, uh, lastly, you can go to my website, which is basically my name.com. So tomarabinovich.com, you can go there. And um, yeah, and also check the events, the events I'm speaking at. You can come up to me and say hi. And, yeah. All right, now. Before we get into the tip, now we're going to play the search volume game. You probably, we didn't do this a lot. We didn't have this last time you were on the, no on the, uh, the show, but I give you three keywords and I also okay. give three search volumes and then okay. you try and pick one or to each one now until this morning, this morning, I recorded another podcast until this morning out of like the 14 what? times. I'm sorry. To pick one for what? Uh, to pick which keyword goes to which search volume. Oh, so I'm going to give you three different keywords and then you got to try and guess which one goes to which one. Now, until this morning, only one person had ever gotten all three right. Like every other of the 13 people got it at least one or two or two, two of them wrong. So, so here we go. The three keywords first from, from the smallest keyword to the longest is magic. And you better not be cheating with, with magnet open. Magic, magic tricks. And magic okay. wand. Okay. Magic, magic, magic tricks, magic wand. The three search volumes from least to most. One of these keywords yeah. is about 9,000. Okay. One is about 20,000. And one is about 23,000. Nine, okay. 20, and 23. Magic, magic tricks, magic wand. So which one goes to which, would you say? Uh, magic wand is probably the 9,000, I would say. And then magic tricks, I would say actually is the 23,000 and then magic 20,000. That's wow. All right. You got one, right. One, right. And this is how <laughs> usually it happens. And, and even an expert well, searches differently. Right, so. <laughs> yeah. So I tell you, like, if we look at the brand analytics, you know, we can see yeah. actually for, for whatever reason, 
Magic Tricks is actually the least. I would have thought Magic Tricks too. Like really? uh, I searched for Magic Tricks. That has 9,000. Magic is just a general one. So I, I might've thought that might've been low too, but that, that's actually 20,000. And the one that has the most is Magic Wand with 23,000 search volume. So who knows the, again, the point of the game is just to tell all Amazon sellers. And I know you teach this method too, that don't just rely on what you think is the best keywords. You, you look at what the data is telling you, what, what the other people do, because just because the way somebody would search is not the way that your customer would search. So look at what your competitors are doing. Look at what, you know, the numbers tell you and base your, your listing optimization, things like that on that instead of your own preferences. Now, we got to the part of the show. It's another new thing that we haven't done. We didn't do last year. It's called the, which stands for TST 30 second tip. So you gave us some really long strategies that are absolutely wonderful for product research. Now this part, it can be about product research. It could be about listing optimization. It could be about keyword research. It could be about how to come up with magic tricks or whatever. But what is something that you think you have unique insight on that's very valuable, actionable that you could say in 30 seconds or less? Cool. Um, yeah, I didn't expect this, but, um, yeah, one thing that I see a lot of sellers struggling with is liquidating their products. Now with the virus going around, uh, no one wants to liquidate maybe, but, uh, if you have products you want to liquidate, there is a very good method to do that. So inside sell central, uh, and you can actually profit from this. So what we do is we go to uh, promotions and then you have something called uh, social media promo codes that you can create. That's the first one in promotions. You click on that and you add your product that you want to liquidate and you want to, to give it a discount of like at least 50%. So what that does to your product is it actually gets published to all of Amazon affiliates. You know those uh, websites you go to, top 10 Bluetooth headphones, uh, yep. 2019. So all those blogs they're going to see that you are giving 50% off at least. We usually give 60, 70, 80% just to break even. We are not looking to make any, any, anything drastic. If you can't give such a big discount, raise the price. Then give a big discount to your product to break even. And then what you want to do is you want to make sure that it's ticked by, um, like, when you open it, it's already ticked. Uh, but it's basically Amazon Associates and Affiliates, I think, uh, can publish this. And all you need to do is click like, um, I don't know, send or open or whatever, whatever the button is. Uh, oh, just before you do, you want to make uh, the coupon unlimited. So someone can buy like a thousand units from you if they want to. Um, so you want to take that and that's it. And you're done. You click send. And we try to do this like one time and then run it for 14 days. And it was okay. But what we do now is we open one every single day for seven days. Uh, we do that seven days. So every day we open like a campaign like that for seven days. And so eventually you will have like multiple campaigns running at the same time and 14 days total. Uh, just one thing you need to know about this, you can't limit the stock. So if you are doing this to liquidate, that's great. If you are doing this to try and make money with like 20% off or giving like 50% off, just know someone can buy you out basically when you do this. And we tried giving like lower discounts, but it didn't really increase sales. Um, like that much or it didn't really make any effect but if you need to liquidate giving 60 70 percent is amazingly good uh, and i know people are hitting this podcast like in different times of the year if you do this in q4 and you have some gift items it's going amazingly well uh we also checked for um keyword positions and ranking but it didn't really affect that at all 
Okay. So, yeah, and that then, was more than 30 seconds, but I think yeah, it's that was like four. That was because that was a bunch of 30 second tips. But guys, a quick hack on that. If you want to limit it, the last time I tried that, this is something I haven't tried in a while, but if you do like a, a removal order on FBA for your yeah. inventory, and then there's an option to put it on hold so that you could put like maybe 200 units on hold. Yeah. I heard like Amazon does really like when we do that. Um, oh. So we stopped, there were tools that did that automatically and they all got shut down afterwards. And I, uh -oh. yeah, that was like, right. but, yeah, like but it, it is important. Like, Be prepared yeah, because, yeah. because some people who have tried that, they didn't want to liquidate everything, but then it went over so well, they literally sold like 2000 units in two days yeah. and now they had zero stock. So it is something to think about it. So, you know, maybe to be a little bit on the cautious side at the beginning. All right. So Mayor, we've gone on, I think out of 120 episodes, this has now been the longest episode in the history of Serious Lewis <laughs> podcast, other than the Manny and Gee episode. So you're right up there in our hall of fame, especially since you're now the only one who has been on here twice, you know, for a regular episode. So thank you so much. Uh, Tomer for coming on. And again, just one more time, how can they find out more information about, about you or your conference? Yeah. So if they want to find out about the conference, they can go to uh, topdogsummit.com. Um, it's going to be in May this year, 2020. And then they can go to uh, tomerrabinovich.com. If they want to check my coaching, they can go to uh, that same domain forward slash coaching and read about what I do. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tomer, and we'll reach back to you in, in next year, 2021, so that you can, again, tell us, not tell us how many sales you had, but I like that. that that's good. You know, guys, going back to that, that's important because, you know, we ask people that, but, but don't let those kind of things discourage you because there, there might be some people who, who just like Tomer said, might be fibbing a little bit on their, on their numbers. And what really matters is your profit anyways. But yeah. anyways, thanks Tomer for coming on. We'll see you later. give value as much as I can. So. Love Perfect. it. You did that today for sure. Thanks, man. Quick note, guys, don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode.